welcome, truth seekers, to that one time I was abducted by aliens. My name's Jamie. My name's Bray, and we're two sides of the coin. Okay, yeah, so what's on the radar for today? Hey, everybody. Happy day. I don't know what day you're listening to this. Let's just say it's a Wednesday. Happy hump day. Oh, okay. Sure, why not? Every day's a hump day. <laughs> In Bree's world. <laughs> <laughs> Love. She's like sunk into her chair laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty birdie. All right, guys. So today we're going to talk about lots of things. I want to start off the bat by um, reading an email from a listener or DM. I always say emails, DMs. It's the same thing. So Malia31177 sent us a DM and said, just took a listen to your podcast. You goddesses are amazing and hilarious. Keep up the good work. Thank you. So How shout sweet. out to you. Thank you very much. And we love we that tried. you listen. If you want, uh, send us your address and we'll uh, send you an e- uh, stickers. Yeah, or let us know if there's something else that we should talk about. I also, right off the top, I want to go ahead and shout out Covert Nerd. Oh yeah, hey, what's up? Uh, we love him. We appreciate you. Uh, we like your vibes. We like your podcast. Your podcast is great. We don't understand any of it because neither of us are nerds. We um, are, but in our own way. In a different way. But we love your podcast. It's super entertaining. Nerd awareness. Nerd alert. Sofa King podcast sent us a bunch of stickers. I wanted to thank them for that. So, Brie, why don't we start off after all of our wonderful shout outs? Why don't we uh, talk about Core Good? Yeah, so we've been watching Cosmic Disclosure. I really am a big advocate for not watching mainstream TV, aside for X-Files, because now we're going to watch that. But I'm all about Gaia because there's so much awesome information on there, and I just think it's important for people to know, and I think you should really choose kind of like what you're tuning into. Um, So Cosmic Disclosure is a show with David Wilcock and Corey Good, who is a whistleblower for the Secret Space Program. And so the last one we were watching was sort of like a really quick kind of introduction to alien species. Yeah. As far as like his personal um, engagement with them. And let me start off by saying that this isn't going to be a show that's for everybody. It's a little bit hard to watch for me because they have really funny graphics and I can't help but like laugh at all of them. There's not always graphics though. But Okay, but this one has graphics and it's really funny. I was like dying laughing at their little like descriptions of things and I was like I couldn't stop cracking up during it. Um, It's super interesting. But It's also probably really hard to kind of get a graphic of something that you're seeing. And I know he has two different people that are creating graphics for him. They're just kind of trying their best. You w- you'll know what I mean if you watch it. It's just really funny. You can't help but laugh at it. So he was talking about, so, you know, his time in the secret space program, you know, starting when he was young and his first fear experiences with ETs and stuff like that. Um, and his first real experience was with a uh, Nordic woman. Um, and he kind of goes over, you know, he, to kind of paraphrase what he's saying is he ended up being in the secret space program. He was kind of like a a human lie detector for other species um, and the powers that be that are in charge of the secret space program would bring him up to the space station that was out by Jupiter. He, his whole purpose there was to like basically stare at all these other species and stuff and figure out if they were lying or anxious or full of fear or stuff like that. He's a intuitive empath. He was you know talking about all these different species that he's seen during his time at the space station and then also out after he was not in the secret space program anymore the even more different species that he saw. And kind of the gist of it was is like, there's the space station 
and it's kind of like a UN meeting center where all these species come together and they talk about all of their experiments that are going on here mm-hmm. at Earth. The 22 genetic programs. Yes, and not all of them are people-based, and so that's a big thing you have to remember. So it's not like all these races are coming out here and just doing experiments on humans. They're mm-hmm. doing it on, you know, things in our oceans and things in our forests. Yeah, they're interested in the elements that are here. All sorts of different things, yeah. And Which so makes he- sense, absolutely. Absolutely. So the big one I think that's the easiest for people to talk about would probably be the Nordics. Mm-hmm. So describe them to me, Bray. <laughs> the Nordic race. Um, there's a few different types of Nordics, and I like that he did say that they get like slumped into one category, and there's many different types of Nordics. Um, you know, your typical like light, almost white, blonde hair, very light-skinned, blue eyes. Tall. Similar to us. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think Nordics, they think Pleiadians. Yeah. One thing he was saying is that a lot of these aliens um, are extraterrestrials, is what he calls them, off-planet extraterrestrials. Um, he said, like, a lot of them, you could look at them, and they just kind of look like humans. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe their shades of skin are a little bit different than what we would normally see. He said that they could just be walking down the street, and people probably wouldn't bat an eye at them. Like, you'd probably see them and say, oh, that's a weird-looking person, but you wouldn't think anything outside of that. Yeah, that some of them look so similar to us, which makes sense, because if we are a seated species, and like many people say, especially Corey Good, and even referencing as far as the different genetic programs, we're these cocktail beings from other different races, and so I think we have a lot in common with other races. Yeah, and the way he made the Nordics kind of sound is that they're not into their own culture, like they only hang out with their own people. He says that he always sees them constantly with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of this like ambassador species almost, where they're interacting with anyone and, and everyone that they can. Yeah, and And so if we're just going to kind of talk about, let's just say the Pleiadians. Okay. They're kind of like a peacekeeper type of race. Yes. And they are genetically linked to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their main message is just kind of trying to bring us to our heart. They would definitely be like a heart chakra if they were a chakra. Yeah, definitely not so much on like the genetic experiments, but more on the spiritual side of experiments. Yeah. And so anyone that comes across Pleiadians, and if it's, you know, your own links to maybe like meditations or dreams and people that are channeling them, everything's always just kind of about peace and love and acceptance and having more compassion and really just trying to raise your vibration. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about these species, you're going to hear a lot about density. And so I just wanted to kind of really quickly say that a lot of people interchange the word dimension and density, and there's quite a difference. So just to say very quickly, if we're like a layered cake, dimension would be another layer of existence. Mm -hmm. And so we're obviously in 3D. There's going to be, you know, four, five, six, all these other different dimensions that are kind of in the same space, but on a different level, if you want to say. So there's definitely Mm -hmm. beings that are in different dimensions, but you're going to hear a lot about density. And a quick way to kind of explain density would be a level of consciousness. So most of us are third density. So we are a consciousness that has an awareness of self and mainly that self is ego. We're completely ego based. So we're still in the, you know, I'm this, I'm that, me, mine, 
that kind of personal um, agenda based. Yeah. And very concerned on like materials and kind of like a hierarchy of humans. Maybe like I'm better looking than you and um, kind of like glorifying ourselves and also putting other people down. The, the ego is always the one that's kind of keeping us in fear and always trying to defend itself. And so the higher you're going up on the density scale is the higher you are as far as consciousness. And so these other beings are in a different density level as far as their awareness and so the higher the density the more conscious the being is so they lose their ego perspective and it's always going to be based on love compassion you know really just trying to bring other people's vibration up and so when people are like oh a fourth density being they're obviously higher on the consciousness scale also higher the information so sometimes people will channel different entities and they'll be let's just say a ninth density sometimes it's really hard for us to understand because we're so used to conveying things as far as like words you don't even need words it's like just a realization and um, or a feeling yeah definitely and it's always of really 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 high high realms so sometimes people can't even comprehend just living in a state of knowingness and of love like absolute love and compassion there is no hate there is no hierarchy as far as the way that we perceive it to be and so people will be like oh a fifth density pleiadian or a ninth density pleading when it comes to extraterrestrials they will always refer to what density they are because they're of a higher consciousness and we're density zero <laughs> we're negative six we're mainly third density, but a lot of humans are fourth density as well, which are more like higher consciousness beings that kind of understand that everything has to come from love and compassion. So basically Brie. I don't know. but And some people are going into fifth density. And um, that can also explain people that are like losing their memory, stuff like that. Um, parts of you that are just changing. Your overall awareness is changing. You can be switching to a higher density. And obviously it's like the higher on the density scale of consciousness you're sort of going to the higher realm of source itself which would just be like pure light love energy and so we're kind of going to move up the density scale as we're ascending towards that so basically they can almost like frequency match us yeah Corey good was saying like okay so how they how they work with their density and how they travel and stuff is like they can reach the same vibrations that we are mimic them and mm -hmm. then end up in our same place yeah. So almost like teleporting on a different conscious level. Mm -hmm. And also that what we see them visually as is just how they're appearing in a matter form. So they might even just be a light being and their density and whatever dimension they're in. It's just completely light. But then when they're frequency matching into our third density and into our third dimension, there's a form and matter. And this is where what we can perceive them to mm -hmm. be because everything is going through a filter of where we are consciously so everything can look different that's why someone can think they see an angel while the person next to them thinks that they see a terrestrial uh, extraterrestrial another person that might be with them might be like i think i just saw like a beam of light it's all going through a different filter as far as your understanding and what you're because seeing. of the different densities you're yeah. on absolutely and then another thing he was saying too is that you know these off-planet extraterrestrials have this ability to like um if they they don't want us to see them we won't see them like mm -hmm. if they want us if they want to come to us in one form in a different form like they're able to do that like yeah. almost like very like shapeshifter but not in a solid matter 
sense, but more like they look a certain way and then they can convey like psychically onto you that they look a different way. Yeah, and a lot of the times the higher the density, the less they can kind of almost like integrate what they're trying to convey to you. So a lot of the time you'll have things in dream time because you're more able to perceive things when you're in that astral realm. When we're awake and we're in this dimension, things are almost like have to be in a certain way that we can perceive it to be. But when we're in dream time, things are more fluid. Things just happen. We can take in that information because it's, oh, it's just a dream. Things are more possible there. So a lot of the times when people are getting information from these higher density beings, it's in dream time where we can process it actually in a way. Well, yeah, that makes sense to me though, because you have to think about it. So, you know, in our everyday life, things that are always present are anxiety, fear, and, you know, not being able to come to terms with something. Whereas when you're in your dream state, I mean, there's not necessarily a limit. A sense of, you know, impeding doom or fear or anxiety. Like you're in this place where anything and everything's possible. possible. Yeah. And so it, there's not, you know, you don't, don't get me wrong. People have night terrors and you have nightmares and things like that. Don't get me wrong. But when you usually go into like a dream state, it's so peaceful and calm and you're, you're so at rest that you're more perceptive to believing other things and taking in different kinds of information you wouldn't be able to do in real life. Absolutely. Because if you're in your waking in your waking self or everyday life and like some light being appeared in front of you and is trying to tell you these higher concepts, you might be like, what? And it just confuses your psyche all in a whole. It's almost like you're going to short circuit. You don't know what you're looking at. Maybe you don't even understand the information, but if it's coming to you in dream time, like you said, all things are possible. Absolutely. Because we don't hold dream time into a certain structure the way that we do when we're in our waking life. Absolutely. There's a lot, you're, you're not so held back by your emotions and our physical bodies and things like that. Um, it's just, it's purely nothing but your mind. And so I think that you're just able to, to get information and understand things and get the concept of things a lot differently than you would in your real life. Yeah. And so that's a lot of ways that contact happens is through dream time. It's easier to get the information across to you and also in a way where it doesn't completely mess with you because you wake up and you're like, that was a weird dream but well, yeah, and you, you might understand something from that well yeah and you can also recreate that that dream time state is like meditating like meditating is taking yourself to that dream time realm where you're on a different level and you're able to leave behind your you know earth-like emotions mm -hmm. and things like that and go somewhere else and be more open to concepts and ideas yeah i think it's also the same thing as far as like plant medicine um i think it's so interesting that people that take hallucinogens um especially certain ones they are always seeing ETs. It's almost like every single time people are coming in contact with ETs or they think they're coming in contact with angels, but especially with um, DMT, people are coming in contact with aliens or what they consider extraterrestrials. And so if you think about it, you're putting your brain into a completely different realm. Mentally, you're in a completely different frequency. So it's almost like you've lifted out of third density into higher realms that you can access that are always here. And then you're seeing other beings because you're seeing other beings in other dimensions and that are in higher density. See, and I can't comment too much on that because I've never done drugs before. Will actually called me a pussy <laughs> because he was like, he's like, oh yeah, let's drop some shrooms. And I was like, no, Willie, I don't do drugs. And he was like, you've never done shrooms? I was like, no. He's like, you're a pussy. And I was like, why am I a pussy for not doing drugs? He's like, you got to open up your mind, man. And I'm like, my mind is pretty open. I don't know if I need to go down the drug realm to continue 
continue opening my mind personally. Right. But you're I know, looking at it from a drug perspective. When but you're also looking, I'm looking at it from a, a family of addicts. Right. So my perception of drugs are a lot different than other people's. Right. But I mean, things as far as like with DMT, things that are already just growing on earth, these are things that are a part of earth. Like DMT in general is a part of every single plant yeah. in you already. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're not taking a drug. This would be like a one-time or maybe a few times purposes, but it's always to hire your consciousness. Mm -hmm. These are why it's done in rituals with shamans. Mm -hmm. And people are able to open their awareness. They come back with a different understanding than you're able to here now. You will not be able to understand any of that unless you're going to go to those higher realms. I will say that I would love to try peyote. I would love me and Brie to go down to like Costa Rica to a weird hut with a weird shaman and just go trip fucking balls. Yeah, that's how I feel with um, DMT though. Uh, like ayahuasca is on the list. And Ooh, it's ayahuasca, like, yup. And that it's just, it's almost like it's something every single person should do. And again, that's the thing that every single person's coming in contact with ET. But don't do it on your own. Don't oh, like no. just go to the corner store and buy some drugs from your local drug dealer. No, and yeah, these are plants. Yeah, like if you, we're not saying people should go out and do drugs, but we are saying that if you're in a very good controlled environment with someone who is like a shaman, there's no issue with that whatsoever. It can definitely open up your consciousness to another level that you wouldn't believe. That's why they say set and setting. So the set that you're in mentally, like obviously if you have some baggage, you better deal with it before you decide to trip balls because that's going to come out. And I think that's a big reason why I haven't done any of that is because I have way too much baggage. And I always tell people, like, oh, why don't you do shrooms? And I'm like, no, because I know my brain will immediately go to a dark scary, place. yeah. And it's going to be scary, and it's not something I want to deal with. It's not helpful at no. that point. Exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, setting where you are, where your actual space is, who you're with, those kind of things are very important. Someone that you should really look into if anyone wants to know kind of, like, the more concrete detail on this, I would say anything by Graham Hancock that's really like his realm his focus is plant medicine and it's kind of like it's been gifted to us it is on the planet and what people are reporting when they're going into these higher states of consciousness and they're meeting these ETs it's always yes we're so happy that you found this technology and that we can speak with you they're like yes you guys figured it out this is your link and people come back, you know, nothing really matters. Death is not even like an actual concept. You know, we're forever. Everything's always connected. There's always these higher understandings that people come back with. Of course, I would love to do like ayahuasca and stuff, but I think personally too that I definitely would have to work on some stuff so I don't go into another realm that's just full of like clowns chasing me and stuff and I'm just absolutely terrified. It has to be for like a higher purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of cool that we can definitely definitely access those. I mean, because I've done one thing and it definitely like forever had changed me. So I had already had that type of experience. And I honestly think that's what set me on my path now with ETs and whatnot. So I think it's important. Absolutely. To dabble with if you can. Absolutely. When you can. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to go into our fact or sci-fi of the day, Brie. My favorite thing in the world to do is go to Google and just type in alien news <laughs> all day, every day, and just see what pops up in my life. And big in the news right now is this alien megastructure that 
they said was in front of the star. So this lady, Tabitha, I can't say her last name, so I'm not gonna say it or butcher it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, found this star or whatever, and <clears throat> astronomers have been looking at it, and if you know anything about um, planet, people who search for planets and stuff like that, how they do it and things like that is so they stare at a star for a really long time and they look for what's called a wobble. Mm -hmm, like flickering. And yeah, and what that means is that it's the planets that are rotating around the star are blocking a little bit of the light mm -hmm. so you don't, so you see a wobble. So when you see the stars twinkle at night, it's not because the stars are twinkling, it's because planets are, you know, in okay. orbit around them. And it, we don't mean planets like planets like the size of Earth. That's not something that would even register when you're looking at something far away. We're talking about big, giant planets, like, say, like, Jupiter, you know? Jupiter on crack. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were looking at the star, and they realized that the star, like, was dimming. And I, something, like, I want to say, like, 30% or something like that. Well, something crazy enough for them to say, we've never, ever seen, seen, this, seen this before. You know, you see a difference of maybe a percent or 1% or something like that. But something so big, they were like, the only thing we can think of is an alien megastructure, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the star they call it is called Tabby Star. So Tabby Star, they, it was they're like, oh, it has to have this huge mega structure that would be blocking out this much light. So science at Anor was like, hey guys, JK, we were just joking. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not a mega structure. It's dust. It's just dust. <laughs> I don't know how we confused a giant structure with dust, but our bad guys, sorry. Especially for something that, like I told Jamie, I saw this on NASA's Unexplained Files probably like a year, maybe two years ago. And there's tons of scientists that were going into detail like we've never seen this before. And you know scientists, they go through a number of things that they're ruling out. So why wouldn't they have come across dust as like their second thought? Like, Ye please. Yeah, so I'm gonna call sci-fi on this bullshit and I'm gonna say that it's not dust. I'm gonna say it's not dust. And I'm gonna say that there's really years of researching this star and you're gonna come to the conclusion that the reason it's dimmed 30% isn't because there's some type of huge planet or major structure. There's just some dust in our way. I think it's just like the most ridiculous. The dumbest. Honestly, they could have just kept quiet and never come to a conclusion yeah, about it. I forgot about it. But to come out and try to think that we're stupid enough to believe that it's dust mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me. It was on one website, right? And they're like, it could be dust. And then it was like, everyone else took off with that. And then it's like, it's dust, guys. It's on tons and tons of websites, you know, like the front line, like we wanted it to be aliens, but it's not. Or like, sorry, guys, we were excited for a moment, but it's just dust. Wink, it's wink, like, finger guns. Tabby it's star, dust. mega structure explained. No, they said it could have been dust and everyone took it and ran with it and the fact that they even considered it to be dust to me is just like absolutely ridiculous so stupid they would have thought that's the first freaking thing. Like, exactly. They'd have been like, oh, it could be dust. I mean, for it, them to go into that much detail, for it to even get on TV. I know, like, and then for them to just turn around randomly one day and just be like, oh, dust. guys, it's dust. It's twinkle, twinkle, dust. Well, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send a duster to NASA <laughs> and tell them to dust their goddamn mic or, uh, telescopes and I figure some know, shit out. Because you know what? Honestly, NASA was saying, though, that they were the first people that were admitting that this could be a mega structure. They so I don't know if um I thought it was like from a university yeah. that that suggested it and mm -hmm. then it just took off. Yeah. I have to give NASA some credit for even coming out Ooh. and being like that this could be 
be a mega structure. Sound the alarm. Brie gave credit to NASA. <laughs> Speaking of NASA, shout out to our 15 listeners out in Mountain View, California at Ames Research Center. Right. Well, we know you listen. And We're waiting Carl for your emails. From the NSA. <laughs> So I thought Carl was from the CIA, but Carl's from the NSA, who reads all my text messages on my phone. Just an FYI, Carl, I'm going to have to get a new phone here soon. (laughs) So if you're going to rebug my phone, you might need to find a way to do that after (laughs) I get my new one. I'll give you a heads up. Oh, the United States government, anything is possible. It's very true. All the phones might already be pre-bugged. Even dust. (gasps) Tremendous amount of dust. I'm going to use that excuse from now on. So anytime someone says to me, it was just dust. Dust. It's just dust. I have to agree, though. I have to totally agree. Are you going to sci fi it? it? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that bullshit. All right, Brie, why don't you give us our conscious quote of the day? We need to do like a ding, 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 ding. Give me the coconut. Give me the coconut. Give me the coconut. I do the ding, ding, ding. Okay, so this one, I know I already did a Deepak Chopra quote, but he's pretty smart, so I'm going to do another one. Um, He says, be happy for no reason, like a child. If you are happy for a reason, you're in trouble because that reason can be taken from you. Ooh. Which is so beautiful, right? It's I like, like it. It's like, oh my God, I'm so happy because maybe I have this amazing job or this awesome car. And it's like, that's what gives you happiness. If it's that type of materialistic thing, it can just easily be taken away from you. And then you're back in the slumps. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should just be happy to be happy. Not necessarily because of the things you have or where you are in life for anything like that you should just wake up every day and just be happy for happy sake yeah so I thought that was really great because even I do that you know what I mean even like being excited about the podcast I mean even something as dumb as like yes we got a microphone and it worked and then the cord breaks yeah (laughs) just so so you know guys this episode almost wasn't brought to you because we uh (laughs) broke the cord (laughs) broke the cord like how does that happen and I was almost just like oh my god Right. Luckily, we have backups everywhere. Yeah, but it's, it's a very still... technological house, and we have cords everywhere. Yeah, it's still just like a reminder, though. It'd be like getting oh, an iPhone 10 and then cracking it, and it's shattering, and then you're gonna cry. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I'm a big fan of the quote. I like it. So that's gonna wrap up today's episode, guys. Uh, why don't you guys shoot us an email at that one time I was abducted at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Subscribe and rate on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud, Google Play. You name it, we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and hit us up on Facebook. Our newly done Facebook that we don't understand. <laughs> that we. We still really need to get together. We created a Facebook and I'm proud we're that far. And we have a page and everything. We just don't understand <laughs> don't how any of it so. works. We're going to figure it out, but hopefully with the help of you guys. So yeah, again, if there's a fan out there who wants to take over our Instagram just, for us. Even just post something like, hey guys, I'm here. Like, yes, okay, so we can talk. Yeah. Yeah, because I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I think our main goal for Facebook was like just to have maybe more conversations like day by day. Because you know, like Snap, not Snapchat, but on Instagram, it's like you post something like a picture yeah we're real big instagram people i don't know if you guys can tell it's like our only really social media that we use just even in our personal lives because it doesn't have to be like an everyday thing but yeah. then at the same time it then it's not as personal or like as frequent it i'm not as engaging so hopefully we're gonna figure the facebook out hopefully you guys are gonna help us out in that hit us up we'll have some conversations and then kind of get into the group of it 
Yeah, and as always, guys, listen to Two Schmucks and a Mic. That's our podcast family over there who we love very much, and we give nothing but love and support and wonderfulness to. Um, and if you guys are listening, I need you to DM me your address so we can send you a big, giant bottle of whiskey that I got for you. Nice. I know. We support everyone, though. Everybody. But especially yeah. two schmucks and a mic. So and uh, Brian Jackson, uh, I can't I wait to see you. you soon. We love you. Um, and that's like all. Hair. I like your hair. Welcome to that one time. I'm not gonna say what happened that one time. An alien. I was abducted. They probably by say it with aliens. a T at the end. Alien. You just wish that. <laughs> alien. Still sounds not right. Alien. <coughs> Maybe we should look up British people saying alien. I think we should. I think we should YouTube it. Uh, aliens. A L I E N S. How'd she say that? Alien. Aliens. 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 Yeah. With that Brit- Oh yeah, duh, we could just watch, um, although I never hear Nick Pope say aliens, but he's like, I found the British military defense. This is a subject that arouses huge passions and controversy. A lot of people think that the Ministry of Defense are actually hiding information on this subject and that uh, there's a big conspiracy here. 